Beaver Dam looks to avoid a workforce shortage as the city sees a number of new businesses open up. Beaver Dam Chamber of Commerce President Tracy Probst. I am concerned about workforce. We do have a lot of coffee shops and things in our community, so I, I hope we find a balance that uh, everyone can be served with workforce and, and it doesn't, you know, erode business, you know, of, of other businesses too much. So hopefully we all can live harmoniously. Trump says she has had numerous conversations with local businesses over their concerns with workforce availability. And it doesn't seem, you know, that there's going to be too much of an end in sight, but hospitality in particular is extremely difficult to to find, you know, wait staff and cooks especially. And those are things that we love to do. That's, you know, the sort of the affordable luxuries sometimes where we can go out to dinner with all these extra restaurants. That That is something that does concern me and, and concerns, you know, owners of other restaurants too. Probe says she's part of a chamber group of executive directors and has seen layoffs in other communities as a result of inflation and higher cost of living. She says the Beaverdam Chamber does what it can to help business leaders identify needs and find solutions. We support economic development. We have a great, you know, the Beaverdam Economic Development Corporation here, but we like to support that. We do, on a regular basis, have new business owners coming here looking for guidance. And But as far as chamber membership, it is, you know, having that resource and the connection. A lot of people join for networking and then getting exposure to. We do sponsor a lot of events here, and it's an opportunity for them to sponsor and get involved and get their name out in front of the public. Probst called the chamber a community supporter. The list of new businesses recently opening in Beaver Dam include Jersey Mike's, Pizza Ranch, and Noodles and Company. The International House of Pancakes is moving into the former Applebee's restaurant off North Spring Street. In the Park Village Shopping Center, progress is being made on a new building for a combination Dunkin' Donuts and Baskin Robbins situated between McDonald's and Shopco. Co-chairs of the Joints Finance Committee have announced four public hearings for the proposed state budget. The meetings will be April 5th at the Waukesha County Expo Center, April 11th at the UW-Eau Claire Student Center, April 12th at the Wilderness Resort Glacier Canyon Conference Center in Wisconsin Dells, and April 26th at the Lakeland Union High School in Minocqua. The public hearings will begin at 10 a.m. and conclude at 5 p.m. The committee has also created an online portal to take comments. The Republican co-chairs say they are willing to work with Democratic Governor Tony Evers up to a point. Senator Howard Markline of Spring Green. I'm going to represent my my district and um, as far as um, spending... um, you know, a 17% increase in our spending and hiring 800 uh, new state employees and all that stuff. Uh, everywhere I've gone in my district, they're like, no way. Representative Mark Bourne of Beaver Dam says the process will be much like previous budgets from Evers. We're going to work from base and build a budget that invests in the priorities of Wisconsin and has tax reform. And much like the last two, has the opportunity then to be a bipartisan budget because it's a good budget that folks can be proud of and get behind and and has both things that he wants to see in a budget and that we want to see in a budget. Born notes Evers has a powerful line item veto, which he may use to make a few changes around the edges of the two-year spending plan. Both Bourne and Markline say they hope to have a final budget that has something for both sides and that Evers will sign it. Bourne also has several upcoming budget listening sessions throughout Dodge County beginning tomorrow in Fall River. A full list is available at DailyDodge.com. 
U.S. Senator Tammy Baldwin proposes giving the federal government a more comprehensive way to address online threats posed by foreign governments. In recent years, we've seen companies owned by or controlled by our adversaries grow rapidly with little oversight and no transparency. Of course, a recent example is ByteDance, um, the Chinese technology company that owns TikTok. The Bipartisan Restrict Act would, among other things, require the Department of Commerce to come up with procedures to evaluate software, hardware, and social media platforms owned by foreign governments. The Beaverdam Police Department recently released their annual report for 2022. It includes a number of different statistics, including citations. There was a total of 1,160 adult citations and 121 juvenile citations issued last year for a total amount of $222,582.78. There was also a total of $17,165 in parking tickets. Chief of Police, John Kreisiger says he compares these numbers year to year. What I have here is I go back sometimes, I usually go back a five year and see how we are. So if you go back even in the five year for those numbers, they're just a little under the average. Kreisinger says 2022 was a low year and below the five-year average. The top adult citations include operating after suspension, operating a motor vehicle without insurance, and mandatory seatbelt requirement. The chief says the number of seatbelt citations issued, which was 93, may be slightly inflated due to the click it or ticket program. That's the purpose of that grant, is to target those not wearing a seatbelt. Um, so their specific duties is to come in and, and uh, stop and issue, a, they have to issue a citation. Kreisinger says the goal of the grant is to issue citations so that more people will begin to wear their seatbelt. A link to the report can be found with this news story at DailyDodge.com. Dodge County officials are urging residents to think about how they can protect themselves and their property from flood damage. Kevin Haugen reports. Well, this week is Flood Safety Awareness Week, and the Dodge County Public Health Department says people should be prepared. The tips include contacting the local health department to familiarize yourself with community emergency plans, speak to insurance companies about flood coverage, install backflow valves for drains, toilets, and other sewer connections, as well as installing some pumps with backup power. Power. Officials also encourage the public to assemble a disaster emergency kit. They say the kit should include a three-day supply of water, a cell phone charger, flashlights, medications, local maps, and a change of clothes. The Wisconsin Emergency Management Administrator Craig Engel says flooding from melting snow or heavy rain is one of the most common and most costly natural hazards in Wisconsin. According to the National Weather Service, 62% of Wisconsin flood-related fatalities occur while an individual is behind the wheel. And I'm Kevin Haugen reporting for WBEV. The Columbus City Council has chosen LRS as its primary garbage collector during their meeting this week. The contract is for five years and the motion passed with a four-to-one vote. Other options the city had considered were Columbia County Solid Waste and Pelletary. The Madison Common Council is moving forward with a lawsuit against two automakers. The council this week voted unanimously to sue Hyundai and Kia following a rash of thefts of those vehicles last year due to a lack of anti-theft features. Madison Mayor Seda Rhodes-Conway tells WKOW in Madison the matter is about public safety. Making sure that we are tackling this particular problem of stolen cars from every angle. 
Rhodes Conway says Madison saw a 270% increase in Kia and Hyundai thefts over the summer. That's almost half of all cars stolen in Madison during that same time. And finally, the six candidates that will be in the running for the state's 76th Alice in Dairyland will be announced tomorrow. In the weeks following the announcement, the candidates will prepare for the three-day Alice in Dairyland finals, which will be held May 11th through the 13th in Walworth County. Candidates will be evaluated by an individual panel as they demonstrate their marketing skills and agricultural knowledge through agribusiness tours, media interviews, an impromptu question and answer session, individual interviews, and candidate presentations. The selection of the 76th Alice in Dairyland will be announced live during the program at the conclusion of the finals on May 13th. The Dodge County area's most recent connection to Alice in Dairyland was in 2010. Christine Lidner of Fall River who grew up on her family farm just outside of Beaver Dam, was the state's 63rd Alice. I'm Justin Wilski reporting from the Daily Dodge News Center. Submit your news tips at dailydodge.com.